to A Day in the Office on the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network, where students come together to publish content to share with the world. The opinions expressed in this episode are mine. Please enjoy the show. You are listening to A Day in the Office, the podcast, with your host, Samara Stasteva. In this last episode of A Day in the Office, the podcast, I will discuss the finale episode of The Office, how it relates to this episode, and the cast of the show. everyone and welcome or welcome back to the show wow so we are officially on the last episode of this podcast this is actually a really bittersweet moment because i honestly love how all of this came together but at the same time i'm definitely going to miss it but since it's the last episode let's make it a good one so in honor of this final podcast episode i thought it would only be fitting to talk about the finale episode of the office So this episode was actually split into two parts, making them the 24th and 25th episodes of season 9. So to give a brief overview, this episode is basically like a full year after the documentary airs. Now, if you're confused on why I say documentary, which I'm hoping you're not, but just in case if you are, The Office was basically a mockumentary, which is like when a show acts like it is a documentary, pretty much. So basically, the quote-unquote documentary of The Office aired. So... Now, this last episode is, like, flash forward to, like, a year after the airing, if that makes sense. But anyway, in this episode, Dwight and Angela are getting married. I was so happy about this because I honestly felt like they were endgame. And sometimes I even liked them better than Pam and Jim. Kind of a controversial opinion because I know Pam and Jim, like, PB&J, like, super iconic. But I honestly really like Dwight and Angela. So, another thing that happened in this episode was that Stanley retired, which was his long-awaited goal since the start, and Kevin was actually fired by Dwight, who, if you didn't know, achieved his own long-awaited goal of becoming the regional manager, which, in my opinion, he honestly deserved from the start. If you've watched the show, you know that, like, this is, like, he's been wanting this for so long, like, it's, like, kind of a hurrah moment. So yeah, Dwight has been regional manager for the past year. So going back to Angela and Dwight's wedding, Jim was actually made Dwight's best man. And he had a whole day like full of quote-unquote good surprises for Dwight. Because, you know, like we know he's been pranking and messing with Dwight since the start. So I guess he kind of just decided that it's finally time to like, I guess you could say be nice to Dwight. And honestly, what better time than his own wedding? So, Dwight's whole bachelor party was full of fun and positive surprises that were all kind of, like, thrown by Jim. And one actually concerned Kevin. So, like I said, Dwight had fired Kevin. And once that happened, Kevin went and bought his own bar. And, um, basically, Jim took Dwight to Kevin's bar without knowing. So, when Dwight went to get drinks for everyone, he saw Kevin. This was pretty much a full circle moment because... Kevin and Dwight definitely left off on, like, bad terms, so this was, like, the perfect opportunity to clear things up. So, long story short, Dwight told Kevin how his being fired didn't have anything to do with Kevin's job performance, but I guess the fact that his, that, like, Kevin's search history was so, like, bad, and, like, so was his hygiene, for some reason, Kevin was, like, I don't know, he was kind of, like, like, relieved about this because... He was just happy that he didn't get fired for his work performance, but rather his hygiene. I don't know. I mean, like, we know how Kevin is, like, 
no surprise right so all in all kevin and dwight were once again on good terms now there were a lot more good surprises that came with this episode but this was like one of the significant ones and there's actually another like even more significant surprise in this episode which i will talk about later on so another big thing that happens in this episode is like there's a big panel for this like i said documentary so basically the producers of the documentary wanted to have a q a panel to celebrate one year of like the airing of the show so everyone was there so like daryl aaron toby like everyone was there and to sum up what happened so if you didn't know um aaron was an orphan who was in foster care for her whole life but to her surprise she literally met her like real like biological birth parents from this q a which was like huge for her because she talked about her childhood as an orphan so much throughout the show and she finally got that closure and reunion with her like real life parents so it was just a really sweet and emotional scene so going back to the wedding as i mentioned there was another significant like good surprise of this episode so as we know michael slash steve carell he left the office back in season seven and you know this is obviously in season nine so now jim as we know was made the best man in like the wedding but on the day of the wedding jim actually brought in michael like steve carell that we all know and love was back for the end of this episode this was literally like the biggest moment the show has ever seen and definitely a really good surprise on jim's part so a lot more goes on in this episode, but if I explained it in full detail, this podcast episode would probably never end, which is probably why they made the finale into two parts. Okay, so I feel like in pretty much every episode, I always say how difficult it is for me to like relate to the episode, but then I kind of always end up pulling through in the end. And I was actually about to say the same thing for today, but now that I think about it, I do have something. So a major part of this episode of The Office, as we know, revolves around Angela and Dwight's wedding. And actually, I attended a wedding as well over the summer in August, and it was honestly, like, so much fun. I honestly really do wish I could go back to it. So the wedding was actually of my basically closest cousin ever. So we're first cousins, and we're so close to the point where we both consider each other, like, pretty much sisters rather than cousins so i have my real older brother but i basically have an older sister too and actually i have two older brothers so one being my real older brother and the other being once again my cousin so basically what i'm trying to say is that me and my real brother both have for two first cousins and we all consider each other as like siblings which i love so i technically okay technically i only have like one real real brother but it's like I have two brothers and one sister. Okay, but anyway, let me just get to the point of what I'm trying to say. So as I was saying, the wedding that I went to this August was my cousin's wedding. And basically, I was like the junior bridesmaid. So I say junior because I'm too old to be like a flower girl, but too young to be a bridesmaid. So I was made like a junior bridesmaid. But okay, so if you need to know like anything about Indian weddings, honestly, any Indian event in general is that we or at least my family like we kind of go all out like it's always a huge like grand thing for us and I love my culture so much because it's so much fun to like be part of like the culture and experience new things and be in traditional Indian clothing at these type of events so let me just inform you of how most of, of like for at least for me how weddings work 
So basically, weddings in my culture usually last about four to five days. It's not just like the wedding and then the reception, but there's two more events. So each day there's a different event. So one day there's like a Mandy event. And if you didn't know, the word Mandy means like henna. So it's basically a night that's full of like fun and dancing. And there's usually like a small area or so where there are people who like do henna for you on your hands. So basically the bride pretty much spends like the whole event getting henna done. So from like hands to pretty much the forearm and from feet to like the knees, the bride gets henna done during the event. But obviously for guests, we just get it on our hands. And honestly, I don't really know like the significance of this. Like I'm sure there's some reason why this is like a whole separate event. And like there's definitely some meaning behind it. But I all I know is that I honestly love henna so much. I think that it's so beautiful and unique and the designs are so pretty and I just think it looks really beautiful. So usually the Mandy is one of the first events and then after that there's one more event followed by the wedding and then lastly the reception. I'm just gonna say that if you ever get the chance to go to an Indian wedding then I like strongly recommend that you go because honestly it's an opportunity that you won't want to pass up like it's so much fun you and it's also just a good experience to get to like see other cultures and see how other people celebrate weddings so yeah i definitely recommend that you should go to an indian wedding if you ever get the opportunity so to almost finish off this last and final podcast episode let's talk about some fun behind the scenes facts so i haven't like read this or anything anywhere but i realized this when i watched the show and i've like asked other people and i don't think anyone else has noticed but like I feel like it's pretty obvious. So I don't know if you guys remember, but in one of the like much earlier seasons, I don't really remember specifically which, but it was probably like maybe seasons like one to three, somewhere there. I distinctly remember Angela talking about how like she hadn't talked to her sister in I think like 16 years because of some fight that she didn't even remember. But in this finale episode during Angela's bachelorette party, she talked about how she was like insanely close with her sister that they even made up like their own language. Now, I don't know if this was some sort of plot hole or if there's some meaning behind it, but unless Angela has like more than one sister, I'm pretty sure it was just like an accident that the writers must have just not realized. So another thing that happened, which again, I think was an accident, was that apparently in this episode of The Office, according to theoffice.venom.com, Dwight's mom's name was listed in the program for the wedding. However, apparently in like the fun run episode of The Office, Dwight mentioned how her how his mom was buried in the East Field. As I said, probably just another accident of the writers that I guess no one else in the show or like the cast seemed to notice. But another thing, also according to theoffice.fandom.com, is that the only family members of Dwight that attended the wedding were his cousins, Moe's, which we've seen a lot throughout the show, and Zeke, who I believe is Moe's brother. But in the episode of The Office called The Farm, where Dwight's aunt dies and, you know, like he decides to take over the farm and everything, like the funeral, all that stuff, we find out that Dwight actually has two siblings of his own, who are Jeb and Fanny, but they did not attend the wedding. I don't know, just a random fun fact. Maybe the actors weren't available or something because they didn't really have much of a major role. They were only in that one episode. I don't really know. But another thing, which is kind of just like the Angela and her sister fact, I kind of find out, found out about on my own. But I feel like it's kind of a thing that most people know about at this point. So as I talked about much earlier, 
Michael, aka Steve Carell, surprised Dwight at the end of this episode. But, fun fact, is that Steve Carell was actually a surprise for everyone in this episode. Not just, like, it wasn't just his character surprising Dwight. Like, none of the cast knew that Steve would be coming back for this episode. Which made, like, Dwight's, aka Rain Wilson's reaction purely genuine. Like, Rain Wilson was actually, like, crying when he saw Steve. Which is honestly really sweet because it shows how big of an impact that Carell and his character had on the show. But so in the credits of the, of like these two episodes, the writers of the show didn't want to put Steve's name in like the beginning credits because they knew that if they did, people would know that he was in this episode. And I think the writers kind of wanted this to be a surprise for everyone, including the audience, which is why they didn't put Steve Carell in the credits because it'd be a, like a dead giveaway. And that's also why Michael barely has any lines in this episode of The Office because if he did have a lot of lines, he would, like, have to be in the beginning credits. I think it's, like, some, like, legal thing. Like, you have to be in the credits if you have enough lines or something. So, all in all, he wasn't in the credits because the writers wanted it to be a surprise. And he didn't have a lot of lines because if he did, the writers would have to add Steve Carell as credits. So, just like that, we have reached the end of my podcast. As Andy said, I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. Thank you guys for listening and joining me on this journey. Mm-hmm.